come. Walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan while we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. With dark entities and negative beings from other places, we must keep an open mind to the reality of visitors that teach positive reinforcement and protection from ourselves and the forces that cause us turmoil. Join us in the caravan to hear from Laura, who shares her first-hand experience with the light energy of Mount Shasta. So the three of us decided to go to Mount Shasta at the last minute for the WESEC Fast, the WESEC Fast Festival, excuse me, and um, they held that every year at that time. And um, we just kind of, we were learning how to manifest and things like that. And some new things we were taking in for information. And the three of us decided we're going to go. And we didn't have any tickets. It was very last minute, but we were going. So we drove there and had a blast uh, playing music and talking a mile a minute about all the spiritual stuff that we love. And we got there and parked walked into the festival, and that ha- that's like a whole outer area that's uh, set up as um, a spiritual festival with people selling their uh, crystals and different things like that, you know, and re- doing readings and all kinds mm-hmm. of, lots of things, okay, artwork and everything. Right and it's like an energetic freeway of a lot of information. And then they have a huge building there, kind of like a really big community center, and there were vendors inside, uh, along the edges of the walls, and then they they, they were going to have 12, I believe it was a, a, um, like a council of 12 people channeling at that time, different ascended masters and angels and oh, things. Wow. And they did a world prayer that was quite long, like a good um, probably 30, 45-minute prayer, I believe. And it was very, I mean, just when you walked into the space, it, 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 nothing that I'd ever felt in my life. And I just felt like I walked into something, uh, well, it just gave me pure joy and lifted me up energetically. And, um, of course, I was like a sponge because I was very new to the information. And so I was just, you know, very joyful to find out new things. And David kind of went his way with Debbie and they did their own thing for a while. And... Um, I remember sitting down because they were getting ready for the people to come in to do the channeling. And um, there was this beautiful man um, who started off the event. Uh, they lowered the lights. And this man came in from the side doors and he was playing his guitar. Um, it was really more than a guitar. I don't really know what the instrument was, but it was just very gorgeous. And this man was absolutely beautiful. He was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. He just, his being, I mean, he's like, he, you know, he was more than a man. He was just this being that was absolutely precious. And he was playing this instrument. And he was literally opening up the vortex of energy that was going to allow the information to come through for us that night. And um, they'd already set the grid up uh, energetically for the foundation, uh, energetic foundation for the festival. But this man 
uh, was a living vortex of his own, and he was opening it up because he was complementing what the channelings were going to be and the information that came through. And so what I didn't know at the time is that the Galactic Council of Light was working with all of us. But, you know, I didn't have that information at the time. You know, I was just feeling very wonderful and feeling new things and getting very opened up and very in love with this person playing this music. I mean, very, very in love with him. The kind of love I think that maybe people search for. I don't mean that Mm -hmm. to sound uh, egotistical at all. I just mean it's very beautiful, deep, profound feeling of love. And um, that was such a profound movement for me that I've always remembered it. And anytime I think about it, I always feel that experience, which is just such a gift. It's very wonderful. What I didn't know at the time is that he really was one of the galactic beings that uh, densified for the event. And I'm just so grateful that I got to be able to experience um, the love that that being uh, is. And so very blessed uh, event, and each person on the panel then, you know, brought through Ascended Master Sananda, Ascended Master St. Germain, and many others that came that night, very beautiful beings, and I really became very, very in love, very, very in love with these beings, didn't really know too much about it, but boy, I sure was jazzed up and excited about it, and in my heart, um, you know, it's going to sound kind of silly because in movies like Star Wars, you know, they take us into imagination and how things could be, possibilities, and then they have an underlying teaching usually um, that goes with that, uh, a consciousness that they're working with in the uh, artistic work there. And uh, I say that because this so much so in that experience would be like, and not not to dumb this down at all in vibration, but really like, you know, a, a, a Star Wars type of a thing because it opened me up to something so different and because it was a community-oriented event. But it was more than that because it was earthbound. It was galactic. It was it was so many things, things that I'm sure a lot of people didn't even understand there. And we were just being filled with light and they were preparing those who agreed to walk the earth and be energy vortexes of new information. And, of course, we had to work through our densities to be able to hold that information and emit it as frequency um, as as it was given to us. And I didn't know that as well. Uh, and so I just love them very much. Um, they're always with me. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I don't think about it every moment. Sometimes I'll forget because we get busy in our linear lives. But these beings are so real and so profoundly uh, in love with us, and I'm very in love with them. So uh, what was really cool about that is we, we went there with no tickets, not much money, and the minute that we got there in the uh, in the uh, outer festival, uh, in the landscape of it, uh, two people came. I really do feel that, that they were also beings. And uh, that from that were uh, maybe I don't know if they're part of the Galactic Council or from Talos or what, but uh, beautiful, beautiful, a woman and a young man. I'll never forget the young man. And they came right up and said, "Hey, you know, we have some extra tickets for the festival. Would you like them?" And we were like, nice. "Dog!" I mean, like, "Oh my gosh, are you kidding?" We were, I mean, we, I just wanted to jump out of my skin and for joy because we were, you know, we trusted that we'd be provided for, and we got it immediately when we got there. And this young man was so gorgeous, so beautiful, and so light-filled. And I said, oh, my gosh, can I just hug you, please? Everything in me just wanted to hug him. I I don't even know why, but almost like I felt like I'd known him for a long time, you know? 
And mm-hmm. I did, and right. he was so precious, so precious mm-hmm. about it. So this was a really blessed experience. Now, when we get to what you were asking me about when Debbie and Terry and I went, that was probably mm-hmm. the next year or so. It's been a long time now, but um, I got a message uh, from the beings of, beings of Talos that, uh, that are the inner um, beings in the mountain, okay? And... Uh, and I had read a book when I went with David and Terry, or not David and Terry, but I mean David and uh, Debbie. She bought a couple of books on Taylor, so I was reading one on the way home, and I was very, very uh, just wrapped into the information, the book. And, and they were talking about how when we're ready, they would come out and help us learn about the Earth, uh, the Earth's atmosphere, the elements, and how we could take care of the Earth better and you know, give us new information and work with us, right? And in my heart, that felt like so much truth in itself felt so very wonderful and they talked in the book about how you could host uh these beings when this happened i said oh my gosh yes please if this you know i, I talked to uh a master um adama who was in the book and mm-hmm. said you know i would love to do that um didn't know anything about it but i said you know whenever that happens please know that i would love that and he came to me and blessed me with his presence and i was very grateful for that so a year later or so um Adama came to me and the people or the beings that are in the mountain and said, go to the mountain. So I said to Debbie, hey, I got this message. You know, do you think you want to go with Terry and I? We're thinking about going. So the three of us, we got all jazzed up and we went. And um, so it was a very layered experience. um, And each of us had our own experience with it. Um, One really cool thing was that we were in a coffee tea shop there and Debbie was telling her or telling us about her experience years late or years before, excuse me, um, where she actually a lot of these beings will come out of the mountain and, and walk amongst the people, right? And Debbie mm-hmm. had a lot of wonderful gifts that were opened up and she got to see one in the coffee shop one day when she was there. She just knew it was <laughs> nice. a being, right? So she's telling mm-hmm. us her story and we're sitting at this table and all of a sudden this being comes to me energetically and says, Oh, if you'd like to experience uh me, I just go over to this table in the corner and my energy signature is there. And so I said to Debbie, hey, you know, um, this being is here right now letting us know that we can do that. So we went over to the corner of the coffee shop, sat in the chair there, and that being shared uh, the energetic signature that it is with us and loved us. And it was very wonderful and it felt very good and just very exciting. Um, The next day we went up, walked up to the mountain and that was a very different experience. Um, they told me that there would be uh, an opening. Um, at the time, I didn't know much about portals or vortexes, really, because this was really early in my experience, probably 15 years ago or so. But they said that there would be an opening, an energetic opening up there, and that we would be able to connect with them. Now, in my imagination, because I just love people and love new experiences and things, I just thought I was going to walk up that mountain and they were going to walk out, and I was going to meet them and just go on in, and we were going to have a good time and have a party, you know. I just really was going for it on my imagination. Um, what happened is I went up to the mountain, and the frequencies are, uh, the way that that affected me uh, is that it draws out fears that you have because it's very dramatic and deep healing, and so they come to the surface and of course you experience them when that happens. And if you don't have information 
because I didn't know those things then, then of course you get deep in it and and you're you're kind of, and then you're just you know participating in that fear, right? And that's kind of what happened with me. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, because it happened, then I we couldn't get we we didn't connect well with the energetic opening because of that density, and that didn't match very well with the frequencies of the opening that was being given. Uh, Debbie and Terry had a different experience. Um, it was very spiritual for them, and um, they were pretty connected in ways that I wasn't with them yet. And so they're, if you ask each one of them, I'm sure that they would have a different experience to tell you. It did bring up some relationship uh, stuff with Terry and I that we had to work through, and it was all energetic, and we were they were teaching us things about that. And that wasn't so much fun necessarily, but we worked through it. And when we came back, we were all better for it, but it was a very layered experience, and some of it we didn't understand. But um, it's a very beautiful area, and these beings walk out in this area all the time and help people and raise uh, energy signatures for us and things like that uh, for our um, evolving state of consciousness there. Laura, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. Why, why Mount Shasta? Do you have any ideas to why that location specifically? Or why they're there? Is, is that what you're yes. asking? Yes. Well, thousands and thousands of years ago, um, a meteorite uh, situation happened uh, in that area and totally changed the geosphere of the area. And in that change and then the evolving of everything in that experience, an energetic vortex uh, developed where these beings could come and uh, participate here in this earthly experience in the way that they are now. And so they are very Mm -hmm. energetic compatible with us, but they chose uh, to do their work um, with the Galactic Council and the things that 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 other beings agree to when they come here. Um, They chose to do it in that way, in that vortex of energy. That is supportive of what they are, and they're able to move in and out of space energetically. They can densify uh, as they move energetically. They can even densify into physical form if they want to. Sometimes they'll share form with somebody that's open that agrees to that. So they're they're very expansive, but they chose to stay in the inner earth, and they like it that way. Um, mm-hmm. When they truly come out the way that I felt in the book, that was actually a lot of future that was given to that writer, and I tuned into that future, and I felt it. And, of course, I wanted it now, you know. It felt like now to me, but that's kind of my personality. I always, you know, if I get a message about future, I don't ever really focus on being future. I just feel like it's now because I'm in that future, you know, being in it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, they're very wonderful beings, and they're very happy about this conversation because they do want people to be comfortable with them and not be fearful, and of course, fearful states keep us from uh, experiencing them and being able to participate in them in ways that, um, you know, really help the earth, and and for generations to come, they'll help them too, so, um, yeah. It kind of brought me into, uh, you know, another question that I had while you're explaining your experience there. Um, Being in that area and during the festival, would it be of your opinion, or even if you've even given it a thought, that a lot of negative energy would be 
pushed away from that area because of the experiences that are going on. Just Well, this is the thing, would, is that a consciousness, okay, so the Galactic Council and the beings are participating with this, and I say that because I want to acknowledge everything and maybe I don't know about everything, okay, or know of everything participating. Mm-hmm. So that's my way of acknowledging well, I appreciate that. It. And I really love them. So with saying that, that's a, there's a grid of consciousness that's given, okay? Some people can call it a net of light. Some people call it an gr- uh, uh, energetic grid. I mean, there's a lot of thought processes because we're all working in different dimensions within us and without, okay? And then depending on how opened up we are and uh, the densification that we're in at the time, okay? So that's why we're all getting different styles of uh, communication, different uh, thought processes and explanations okay but basically right. i like to call it a force well i know i don't know if force field is right but it's an energetic field so they can literally and when they do this when they give us this energetic field of consciousness that supports this it literally if you want to like like envision like a bubble like an energetic bubble it's buoyant okay mm-hmm. because there's nothing rigid about it because in that consciousness it's not rigid consciousness okay so it is buoyant but it is supportive of uh, what's being given or the event or whatever that is that's participating. And then it is uh, so, it's such a consciousness of love um, that anything that comes is supported even if it doesn't agree to be participating in that way. But it cannot manipulate. It will not be allowed to manipulate. Hmm. So it just absolutely won't be. Yeah, it absolutely won't be. Now, our fears, you know, the the, the subconscious uh, mind that holds fears, it can mm-hmm. create or draw within something that was fearful to create something, you know. So when I say this to you, you know, as individuals, um, we could have our own thing happen that seems fearful or, or you know, fear drawn out because it's actually a very deep healing and withdrawing of consciousness that we don't need anymore. We are always respected and supported for the journey that we're on and that we've chosen what we've agreed to do or be. We are always supported in that consciousness, okay? We are not manipulated. Mm-hmm. We're always loved. And and anything that comes, we, we have agreed to participate in it, okay? Even if it's right. experiences for the great learning and even if we had to, like, go deep down into consciousness that didn't feel good, I call it, it, mm-hmm. It's what we agreed to do so that we could then get back into that consciousness that is um, more supportive of the journey that we're on and the being that we are. Mm-hmm. We're fantastic beings, and they want us to know that. We are fantastic, beautiful beings. We are working with our being here, the part of us that we don't a lot of times see physically. Some of us are allowed to see it, but you know, just on the average, most of us don't, Okay. A lot of us don't mm-hmm. live lives that get to know it yet, but this is a new time on earth, and we have for hundreds of years been preparing for this. And for the next 20 years, it's going to get very, very um, amplified because we're we're all being able, we're encasements of light, we're all being able to hold those energy signatures easier, and, and so more work can come through us then. And beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's not the uh, first time that I've actually heard that. Um, and I find that kind of fascinating within itself. Uh, 
just even oh, through nice. some readings okay. that I've done too. That yeah, this is not really the first time that I've heard that. And I also um, I gave a philosophy to Jennifer at, at this was a while ago. Um, even with negative energy and spirits and whatever you want to categorize them in, uh, it seems to me that we have something that they cannot access. And when I say they, I'm not generalizing that as a noun, but that they cannot access unless we give them permission to access that. And yet so many of us think that these beings are so far advanced than what we are that they have the ability to control us however they choose to. But I don't think that that's really the case. I think as you know, a human that has consciousness and has a, a a pathway that leads you in a very positive direction, there's a lot of whatever energies and spirits and, and negativity that is knocking on that door asking for access to it to take that away from us because what we have is by far superior than what they have. And I don't know if you feel that way. It kind of sounded like you made mention to that re reference a little bit. Um, not to say that well, we are technologically more advanced, but what we have as the human spirit is by far more advanced than so many others seem to have. Uh, look, we offer culture, um, and it doesn't seem like culture offered in other dimensions or corners of our cosmos has that. We do have that. And I find that absolutely fascinating that, well, maybe that's what it is that this negative energy might be after. I'm not trying to make this conversation about anything negative to begin with um, because of the fact that I'm – I'm very compelled and drawn into what your experience is. And believe me, if I had the resources to hop on the plane and get to that festival at the base of Mount Shasta, I would certainly be there and, and experience ESETI as well, which we can talk about later. But, yeah, go ahead. Well, they yeah, they quit doing the festival uh, years ago. Uh, there was a gentleman, uh, Joshua Stone, that was heading it up. Uh, a very anchor energy there, and he passed away. Uh, and I and I don't know all the reasons why they stopped it, but the energetic signature is there, and it it moved me so much that I I held it in my what I consider my heart space and consciousness, of course, um, and in my energetic field even. And I took it with me, and I I it it moved me so profoundly that. Um, I didn't understand all of it, so and I'm sure there are probably still things I don't understand, you know, because I'm evolving. But the thing is, is that um, I felt the truth of it. I felt I felt the profound truth of it. And a part of me, I don't know if I participated before in this way or if I tuned in the future of me. I just knew that I wanted, I wanted to be part of it. You know, I wanted to be part of something wonderful. I wanted to create something wonderful here. The years later, I felt like that. You know, like I felt like I wanted to create a community center that you know taught mm -hmm. people different things. And, and, and so it just it was in my consciousness and it was growing. And what I didn't know is that it went with me. You know, it became me. 
because I said yes. I said, oh, my gosh. I said yes with my heart and my soul, you know, the Mm -hmm. things that are me, the creator part of me, okay? And maybe it was already part of the plan, but the point is is that the woman that went there that was unaware uh, was allowed to be aware even if she didn't have the total understanding, and it changed her. It changed her forever. And I love these beings. They're family. They're my friends. They go everywhere I go. I wanted them to. And and years ago, and I meant this with no disrespect, but I'd tell people, you know, my angels and such, you know, they're like the peanuts gang with me. I mean, we're friends, you know, because, and the reason why I said that is because they're my, they're my tribe, like people call tribe, right? They're mine. Mm-hmm. The, right. Some of the problem I've had over the years is that trying to find the physical people that can relate to the things I believe and love and am, you know what I mean? Right. It's like that, that became a little bit harder for me. But, these beings, these precious beings that want us to know how precious we are, okay, how wonderful we are, and they don't want us to set them above, you know, or apart or better than. Yeah, they've got some information maybe that we don't know yet, but they love us and they want to work together. And so, you know, as far as negative energies go or evil or fearful or whatever people want to use for a label, um, you know, there's realms of light and some hold more light than others, okay? There's um, frequencies um, of information, harmonics, right? We're taught a lot of different things. Right. If you want to make it simple, you know, uh, and Jeshua always said that to me over the years because I kind of like to take things apart and look at them deeply, you know, uh, and layered and all that. But sim- the simplicity of it is uh, choose the harmonics you want to be in. You know, you're the instrument, you're the living prayer, you're the living frequency that emits every day, every minute, every moment, you know, when you're awake, when you're asleep. Your awareness is a key. The awareness is a key, you know, so that you can put the key in every day of awareness and walk in your awareness. You have power and authority. Any one of us does, okay? You do not have to accept something that's not loving for you, that's not fulfilling or supporting, that does not understand you and tries to confuse you by not understanding you and create doubt and fear mm-hmm. in you. Any of these things are just examples, but you do not have to accept that. You know, ego was given to us for a reason, not to cancel it out, to learn to be with it and to use it as a tool. We are light frequency. We have light bodies. These light bodies move. They move in time and they move in space. And we can do many things with them. You know, if our intention is to hurt, then we're not going to be a frequency that's going to be very effective for light, are we? No. No. Right. Our intention is the, our in, our intention is a tool as well. So what I'd say is get your tool bag out, strap it on every day, and use your tools every day, and your spiritual knowledge and the consciousness that you want to work with, because we have choices. We can do this. Okay. We can make choices. Then make your choice. Right. Be aware of the choice you make and choose the frequencies that you want to work with, the light beings you want to work with. If you want to work with archangels, if you want to work with ascended masters, if you want to work with Palladians, I mean, whatever that is for you, Arcturians, there's a lot of stuff out there, right? Know what it is. Mm-hmm. Ask for it to come from the highest light. If you believe that's the Christ light, I say these things because I want to be allowing for those who believe things that are different, okay? You know, I love grace. Grace is universal. I believe grace doesn't leave anything out. And that in my heart, 
the God I believe in, the true love I believe in, is that way for me. Now, that's a lot. And over the years, having that thought's great and holding that consciousness. But there are things there that can use you. I call them using energies. You do not have to allow using energies to use you. You make the choice to let them use you. If you need to do that to learn something, that's your expansion. At any time when you choose not to let it use you anymore, you command it to leave. You can literally take it out of your auric field so that it cannot control you. I think that's kind of what I was trying to touch base with earlier is that, you know, you have to be able to allow access if you choose to allow it that and and I, I you do can believe open in that the, very strongly. Yeah, you can open the door to any consciousness dance and experience it, mm-hmm. okay? Being aware of what it is, that's a key. You know, keys right. like uh in like, you know, in the Bible, keys of the kingdom, and I don't quote the Bible much, but I'm just saying when I say things they're they're just to really give more clarity or understanding or you know, people we all have different thought processes and belief systems, right, that we're using. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're the kingdom, you're the you're the you're, you're the light, you know, you're the light being uh, that you love. You know, like like for me, I'm the light being that I love so much. You know, mm-hmm. until I recognized that, I couldn't give myself that love, that amount of love, because I kept setting it outside of me. It's right. not. It's me. I'm very in love with it. I'm very in love with them. Oh, my gosh. I really am. Now, when you feel that way about something... Um, that love just comes back to you. And sometimes it'll give you so much it scares you because sometimes you feel like you're not ready. And I've had those experiences <laughs> over the years too. <laughs> just, you know, evolving and yeah. learning and growing. And, and I ask for a lot of stuff in expansion. I just say this with kindness because we're all on our own journey, you know. But, um, you know, don't ever be afraid of them. And if something doesn't feel good, because we've been given a lot of stuff in our tool bag, okay? You know, uh, our intuition is a tool. So if some, if it doesn't feel good, then your intuition tool is saying, hey, you pay attention to this, and then drag out the tool of awareness, you know, things like that. And then if you're just not sure, just ask, you know, ask a highlight being, uh, you know, whoever that is for you, you know. Uh, ask your higher self, I mean, whatever that is. You know, sometimes if I'm just not sure who to ask, I'll just say, you know, uh, I ask all the love that I am to bring me the truth in this moment. I just, I just need it. I need the clarity. And wrap me in your love because it's my love, but I just really need to ask for that right now. So there's just a lot of different things that we can do to help ourselves and to help each other. And I think things that you're doing right now, just like this and anything uh, participating, and just like the We Sack Festival, all supportive for what we are. We're changing, and the world is changing, and it's not all pretty. And it's really discouraging, you know. There's some things that have happened that discourage me, and I sat on my couch right. and said, you know, I'm really trying to understand this, but, you know, um, there's a lot of light workers that did a lot of light work for a lot of years, and I know we're getting a lot of help from these beings too, but it's like, you know, why, whoa, you know, you know like our weather and, uh, and oh, states of consciousness that people are using that are so hurtful and just things like that, right? Could I give a, get a little bit of understanding here or clarity because I'm just having a moment of feeling discouraged right now, and I don't really want to hold on to that. But I gotta acknowledge it instead of just putting it away and trying to be enlightened. I gotta acknowledge this discouraging feeling that I'm feeling right now. And you know what I got? All consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, all consciousness emoting, moving, and evolving. And we hold consciousness. Mm-hmm. 
We're creators, okay? And these beings, they're holding highlight frequencies that help us understand at a different level of being to be able to create here light frequencies that are supportive, that aren't chaotic, that don't create, um, how should I put it, um, discord. You know what I mean? Right. Just to make it simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the energy vortexes on the earth, you know, it's like historic information. It's not all new. It's now, and it's now, right? Because there's really no time. We participate in time, right? To have a linear, densified experience. Well, we created time, yes. Yeah, right. So, (laughs) because we wanted to slow down. We wanted to have that experience. So, the thing is, is that, um, you know, we can experience a lot on this earth. And learn a lot, even from things that we consider to be in the past that really we can experience now because we, what we do is we're tuning into that. Uh, you know, some people call it time jumping, right? Timeline mm-hmm. jumping, oh, right. things like that. Yeah, and you can skip mm-hmm. into the future too, guys. It's easy. You know, it's not always about the past. You can, t- you can even right. ask your future being, you know. I've done that before. And my future being is kind of cool. I liked it. That was fun. So really? I'm always saying that. I don't want to sound <laughs> pompous. I just, you know, I'm just saying that because I want people to know that, hey, you can do these things, you know. It is possible, and you are beautiful. And please don't forget that you have the power to do it. Mm-hmm. The, the underlying message for me in my heart is empowerment. I want people right. to know they have the power, power of love, not power to overpower somebody else or to manipulate, you know, into your will. No. Empower is about being what you are, loving it, using it well, creating with it well, loving well with it, and knowing that you're that being. And if something comes to you that isn't good, you know, or we perceive as not good for us or whatever that is, move it out. You don't have to have that experience. You can surround yourself with a harmonic um, frequency that is loving and supportive to you that brings beautiful things to your experience. And then if something has to happen, like my brother dying four months ago, who was on his path of enlightenment, um, and sometimes we don't understand why he had to leave the physical at 56, um, knowing that he just left, he just left his physical body that that was a vehicle for his light body, and he actually got a new upgraded light body, and he's very happy, and that he can communicate with me anytime that I want him to. And he's always, always in my heart and every part of my being. He is my cosmic partner and my lover, my friend, and um, was a spiritual mentor and teacher for me in every way. So Mm -hmm. those are not easy experiences, but I got a heightened experience even in an experience that wasn't easy because of my brother, you know, and what Mm -hmm. he became after the body. So with that being said, I know that's a lot of stuff. I'm pretty passionate about it. So thank you for allowing me to talk because, um, no, you know, passion you. <laughs> in my life, passion has a big, loud voice. <laughs> <laughs>